What's up, buddy? Oh, God. How we doing? We're good. I'm talking in the microphone now. Why are you so annoyed? We're brewing together today. I know. I can't wait for that. But you ate a whole donut into the microphone. Into the microphone. <laughs> and you didn't have to. There's a little icing on it. <laughs> I, got, I got it! You sure what did. What did that sound sound like? It sounds awful. It sounds like you're licking all the retail items at a Goodwill right now. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Remember two, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. Let's not lie to each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah, what yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Got <laughs> <laughs> right in front of you. Welcome back to Joe Tour. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And keep our podcast name in your mouth. So, Make Peace Not War is an initiative started by First Sip Brewbox, Hoot Design Studio, EGC Group, and Craft Beer Marketing Awards. They've come together to put an initiative where we can all come together as brewers and content creators to make peace, not war. This specialized label is copyright-free, customizable, and has no recipe restrictions. So, brewers can sell any beer they'd like and donate uh, roughly 10% of their sales to charities that are supporting those negatively impacted by the events in Ukraine. We are proud to say that the team here at Bash Brew are joining forces with our friends at Arboretum Trail and First Sip Brew Box to join this initiative. And you can and you can too. So head on over to Make Peace Not War and also search out Hoot Design Studio to get your label now. Just make sure you tell them that the boys sent you. Adam, we're here. We're here. We made it. Yeah. Um, Big shout out to Hoot Design, by the way. Oh, they, they really, uh, she started... Yeah. The whole movement for this thing, and it's... And the label's it's sick. Cool. Oh, the label's yeah. awesome. And if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we're going to put it up on there so you can kind of see what it looks like, and we have, like, tons of... We have tons of feedback already for it. It's a great it's a great cause. Yeah, and I know we will be doing a cream ale for it, at least for our first run. We might cool. do a couple beers with the label. Nice. And, uh, you know, just to use all the labels and, yeah. and uh, you know, donate. We're going to donate 100% of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, yeah. the commercial breweries that can sell their stuff are donating 10%. We are donating... 100 mm-hmm. percent. so so whenever you look see, for it uh, this uh july yeah yeah we'll be doing ours in july and when you see those pop up on social media you just hit us up and we'll do anything we gotta do meet you at parking lots uh we'll come to where you know you're you're staying at or whatever you gotta do and we'll, we'll bring you what you what you ordered just Absolutely. know that the beer is going to be awesome and the and the the reason behind the beer is even that much better so um reach out to us when you see it and we're going to just keep pumping beer out for good causes Absolutely. Um, speaking of good causes, I'm broke again. We all found out that the whole like avocado thing didn't work out. But uh, I'm not the worst one here today. I thought I was having a bad time. You're broke and I'm broken. You're broken. Yeah. But thank you very much, by the way, for allowing me to come back to the brewery and work. Because I, I, no one tells you that when you get busted in a pyramid scheme that you then owe people money right. in the pyramid scheme. Right. So now I owe people a lot of money, but you're allowed. You allowed me to come back. Yeah. So. And don't look up what minimum wage is because you're not getting paid it. You're way below. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am Maddie Tank Bitch Anderson, or you know, Shovels McGee. Um, you've lovingly started calling me Greg Avocado too, because that's fun. I like that. Maddie one. Avocado. Maddie Avocado. Maddie Cotto. Yeah. 
Oh, good God. Yeah, I deserve it. I deserve all of it. So yeah. I'm, ba- I'm back in the saddle here at Bash Brew. Um, expect me to be posting funny pictures of me cleaning tanks for the next fucking 20 years. I yeah. Know. I mean, we've got a lot of festivals coming up. So we do, yeah. yeah. You're going to be cleaning a lot of tanks. Absolutely. And the, and the two festivals that are coming up very shortly here, if you haven't gotten your tickets, uh, May 14th, we're going with the best brunch ever. And on June uh, 4th, we're going to be at the Bruise and Bruises Festival, where I'm going to be cosplaying at both of these things. I'm going to dress up for both of them. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if I am or not. I want to for the wrestling one, but oh. my, my workout routine has fallen off hard. My, I, I'm not telling anybody what it is, but what I'm dressing up as. I know you're wrestling one. Yeah. I won't say it. But I'll tell you, just so you guys know, if you want to see what a classy Southern gentleman looks like to bring your mom to a brunch, just come to this thing because I'm going to be classy AF. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah. I can't wait. So, Adam, we are in round one, and usually we have beers, but we don't have beers today because Papa Bashline decided to have a little bit of fun last night. Um, so let's let's introduce what we're what we're drinking, and let's let's explain why we have to drink yeah. these today. So, so go ahead. It's round one. We got coffees. Put them together. <laughs> it's round one coffees. <laughs> round one coffees. Um, and round one coffees is brought to you by the only coffee roaster in Pittsburgh that matters to me, Black Forge. Black Forge. So I got the uh, I got the weed eater here, which is my f- well. When I don't just get the black iced coffee, yeah, this is my favorite. So my second favorite. Is the weed eater when I feel fancy. And then you know I hate Christmas a lot, so you got me the Krampus. Absolutely. So I can murder people Absolutely. who believe in Santa still. You like everything they have, so I just like, what have I not gotten yeah. in a while? I would say, too, I'm kind of the same way. Like, the number one thing for me is the iced Americano. That is good, too. I get that. And then if I'm in the mood, definitely, like, the Krampus and the Thunder Horse are, like, my two favorite things. I do yeah. enjoy it a lot. So, yeah, it's uh, it's round one coffees because we're... Uh, just a little spoiler, we're recording in the morning. Yeah. It's uh, just before noon, I think, now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we are, uh, I am hungover. Yeah, I'll say yes. it's one of us. Big thanks to Brews and PA, First at Brew Box, Burgers <laughs> Brewing, 412 Brewing, and Seven Sirens. You guys Brewing. tried to kill my partner. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> they came over and we had a great time. Yeah. But I am sleepy. Yeah. Uh, and hungover. Well, you had the worst combination because you went to bed at 4 a.m. Uh-huh. And you, you kicked, like, you said at least one of your kegs, right? We kicked the red ale. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gone. <sighs> and I told everybody I wanted to kick the the Bellini Brute. Yeah. So, and that's 8.5%. So we drank a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I have a, we have a brew day scheduled today yeah. along with a podcast. So I was up early right. crushing some grain. Cool. So before we even get into anything else, what are we brewing today? We are brewing the Drunken Donuts. Nice. So it's award our jelly donut. Award-winning. Yes. Award-winning Drunken It's our donuts. jelly donut uh, eh, milkshake IPA, I guess you'd call it. A lactose IPA. Yeah. Um, and that will be at uh, Best Brunch Ever. Yeah. So it's our second beer for Best Brunch Ever. They will both be in the tanks as of this evening. So. Yeah, wonderful. So, if, again, if you haven't gotten your tickets for Best Brunch Ever, this is your opportunity. It's kind of glass. on to the Bruise and Bruises brew. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. We're bringing in some bangers. Get your tickets now. I think session one has been sold out for a month. But session two two still has some tickets left. I think all the VIP tickets are gone. I think so. Yeah. I think those are definitely gone. So, Adam, I thought it was going to be a slow week in wrestling news, but the combat sports scene is on fire right now. It's WrestleMania weekend, man. Yeah, tis the season for WrestleMania for the two-night most stupendous blah, 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 blah. But before we get into that... Uh, from Buckle to Bell to Bellator and back, the boys bring the best combat sports news in the biz. And we're going to start off right now by a topic I didn't really want to touch on, but I just want to let you know right now, Will Smith slaps like Sable in the Attitude Era. 
Dude, it was. Did you see it? It was bad. I think everyone saw it. It was bad. I think everybody's seen it. He kind of like came. He came from his hip. And done he, with the memes. Oh yeah. We're almost a week into it now. We're yeah. five days in, and I'm done. And then, and it's and it's already care. it's fading already, which is good. Don't care. It's making Chris Rock a lot of money, which I'm happy about. It, it certainly is. I already wanted Will Smith to go away forever, and yeah, this isn't helping. So re- real quick though, before we go on to other things that are more important, if you wanted to fantasy book them in a match real quick, what kind of stipulation would you put in if it was Chris Rock versus Will Smith? Jado on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be that old Eddie Guerrero thing. Yeah. Like, who gets custody? Who's, who's Dominic's daddy? <laughs> I just want I want the uh, the GCW cage match where they have all the weapons on the like <laughs> all around the play. I want to see that happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is finally getting over. We had to take one stab at it, and that's all you're yeah, going to hear from it. us. Jada on a pole. Yeah, because we know she likes multiple poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep job, my pole. wife's team out your mouth. But if you want to put something else in her mouth, that's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's cool. So uh, moving on to another resident douchebag, Jake Paul is in the news nonstop. So if you love him or hate him, it doesn't really matter because dude figured out how to take the internet by storm by stirring the pot, jumping out, making millions of dollars, fighting some people. I mean. Say what you want, the dude's made so much money in the past two years from what he's doing. So as much as I think he's not a good person, I can't knock the business acumen. He is a businessman. Uh, So so I'm just going to move into a section here that probably won't be a recurring theme or a bit, but I'm just going to do the Jake Paul news roundup. So I found some pretty interesting articles. So uh, Diextro, they said that he accepted a fight against Canelo Alvarez under one condition, that it be his last fight. Uh, Paul finally humbly admitted that there's no way he'd be able to take out Canelo uh, unless he gets five or six more fights under his belt because that's what he thinks he needs is five or six more fights. Um, And then he said after that, he'd definitely put on a show with one of the best pound-for-pound boxers uh, currently in the sport. So he's accepting it under – it's Alvarez's last fight or it's his last fight? It's Jake Paul's last fight. fight. I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and spoiler alert, you could have 20 more fights, yeah. and you still ain't beating Canelo. It's not happening. Dude, yeah. he's my favorite boxer yeah, out there right now. So. He's so fast. Yeah. So fast. Uh, Yahoo News reports that Jake Paul offered to fight Conor McGregor in the UFC under one stipulation. This was actually kind of noble. Uh, Jake said if he beats Conor McGregor, that Dana White has to increase all minimum fight payments for all fighters that are currently contracted in the UFC. I like that. If he were to do it, but I don't think that he can. I don't think if he tries to go in for an all-around fight that he's going to be able to um, defeat anybody because he doesn't have any ground game. He's a good striker when he's standing still. Uh, right. Yeah. So I don't. Oof. I'd like to see the UFC fighters get paid more. I think I'm not alone in that, but I don't think Jake Paul is going to be the guy that saves it. And then last but not least here, uh, Reuters has talked about uh, Jake Paul offering our friends, Will Smith and Chris Rock, 15, no, wait, $30 million to fight. That's some thriller shit. It's not going to work yeah, out. I was just going to say, that's thriller. That's all, all, the way. That's all thriller. Um, so, and I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. All thriller, no filler. All thriller, <laughs> no filler. Yeah, I'm not about that life at all. Uh, what I am about, though, is UFC 273 because this card is actually looking pretty good. So scheduled for April 9th of this year at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. UFC 273 is a packed car with two championship matches set to hopefully boost in uh, in-house ticket purchases. Uh, so if, let's take a quick look at this card, Adam, and try yeah. to make some predictions. Let's do it. It is a sleeper of a card. It's it all really, really strong fights. No, like, billboard names on it. But, Mm-mm. well, if you know, if you know MMA... This is a, yeah, this is a good card. I would say uh, I think Young is going to be 
the one that steals steals the whole thing. Um, that's going to be a great fight. The Korean zombie being in this. Yep. Um, I would say let's start at the opening match at middleweight with uh, Kelvin Gastelum taking on uh, uh, Drykus de Polisis. So I'm going to lovingly call him DP just there's, because I, there's no way I can continue on with that. Or uh, DDP. Can I no, do that? Nope. Just DP is fine. Okay. I'm fine with that. We're going to go with DP. So uh, Gaslam taking on uh, DP at middleweight. Uh, this is a fight that most people weren't expecting to see. However, this is a great chance for Kelvin to start making some noise in that uh, middleweight division against a great young opponent. I think uh, that <clears throat> this is going to be a pick em, I think, and we'll get into some betting odds because uh, we, we partnered up with a, a betting site and they feed us some stuff. So nice. I, I have some I have some great lines for you. So I have a pick em and I have a split em that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Sounds good. But uh, right now, if we're looking at the line, uh, th this fight is very close. Uh, Kelvin striking going against the gas tank of DP is going to be uh, the story here. Uh, Gaslam has been historically known as a, a significant striker. Right. So I want to see how he can match up against the speed and the gas tank of the youngster. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Calvin. But, um, yeah, he definitely has a questionable – as it goes on, like his cardio has gotten questionable, and he's not very good at the weight cuts. I feel you, brother. Um, <laughs> we have to, we're not trying to say that we're better than right. you because we're not. Right. But I think it's I think that's all in check now, and I think he's gonna. I think he'll take it. Yeah, I think the striking's gonna shine through too. I'm gonna take Kelvin as well. Uh, moving on to a heavyweight bout, we got two big boys really slapping it together here. It's uh, uh, Lexi Olenek taking on. Am I saying that wrong or right? You, Olenek. Olenek. Thank you. I'm trying, people. Okay. No, I'm trying. You're good. you and saw the look on my like you knew. I, I was like, man, he fucked that up. Yeah, I I wasn't even looking at you. I was looking at, at them, yeah. and then I just out of the corner of my eye, I saw you just go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then taking on uh, Elira Lafiti, Latifi. Sure, I'm not going to correct you on that. One. I have no idea. Uh, this is a toss up for me. Both these guys are evenly matched. Um, both are both have no problem sitting around 265 and carrying that weight without any concerns. Um, three round match. This is not going to be one of those like watching the beast gas out and try to do something at the end. But I'm going to say I'm going to take Latifi only because I like that last name so much. Uh, this line is also super close. So this is really a split them. But you do, uh, Lexi does have the history. Yes. He, he's got a very, very big record. But I think uh, Latifi, since he's a bit newer to the division, he does have a great background in his former promotions. So I think it's going to shine through. The youth and the vigor will take this one. It's Alexi for me. Yeah. Yep. Because of that history. And when I've picked against him in the past, I haven't recently. But when I did in the past, he always wins. Mm -hmm. So he's just consistent and he's a beast. So there you go. Alexi so Olenek for me. The only uh, women's match here on the main card, Mackenzie Dern taking on uh, Tasia Torres, and that's the women's strawweight division. Tisha Torres. Is it Tisha? Yep. I've heard, I, I'm not going to say, I want to say I've heard an interview where they call her Tasia. Uh, maybe. I, I've always heard it yeah. as Tisha Torres. I heard Tasia. Okay. I just, I just want to say that I've been doing more research on these names before I come on to this. I to see you. I to see you too. <laughs> So Dern taking on Torres here at the women's strawweight division. Uh, this this again is another one of those uh, situations where it's a it's kind of a mismatch here. Uh, Torres is coming in as um, a, a kind of an underdog in this match, um, but I think it's a lot closer than people are giving it credence. I, I think uh, Dern has a great striking game. I think Torres has a great ground game. And I think that's why they're making Torres an underdog because people are focusing more on striking now in the UFC than they ever have. 
Um, I'm taking Torres in this one because I feel that she's going to be able to get inside the striking of Dern and take it to the ground. We're splitting again. I'm taking Dern. I, I, I just think she's a more consistent threat. And I think Tisha or Tasia is yeah. not ready for it. Well, and that could so. play into it as well because she's younger and yeah. she doesn't have the same background. Uh, so we're going to move into welterweight here. We're going to take Gilbert Burns. And you take this one because you're going to say it way better than me. Kamzat Chimeyev. <laughs> Chimeyev, yep. yes. I was going to say that. Haz- Hazmat? Kazmat? I think it's Kazmat Chimeyev. Chimeyev is definitely the last name. is definitely because I've, I've heard uh, Ariel Kawani. Kawani. Yeah, yeah. boy. So uh, Burns taking on... Uh, Jameev, this is a, this is a great match. Despite this not being a championship match, this is two premier. You okay? <laughs> I tried to make you laugh, and I choked on my god. <laughs> Got him. Uh, so this is not a championship match. However, this is a great uh, setup for the next two matches. Uh, these two don't like each other. They've made it very well known on social media as well as in interviews that they want to take each other out. Um, but I am going to go with uh, Chimeyev on this one because this dude is just straight up fire in a bottle. He's, he's everything all together. He reminds me a lot of Usman, has a lot of Usman Lake uh, striking, gas tank, fight acumen, and I'm going to give it to Chimeyev in this one. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Chimeyev is a young rock, and he's just being rocketed up the card. Yeah. And he might make it to the top. He might get stopped. But you know who's not stopping him? Gilbert Burns. Yeah. So, yeah. Chimeyev all the way on this one. I think Gilbert's going to put on a good show. I do, too. No. But it ain't. Yeah. It it's ain't. not going to be enough. It's a mismatch yeah. in, my, in my books. So, I'm looking forward to this one here at Bantamweights. Uh, Mr. Sterling taking on Peter Young. If you remember. I do remember. Way back when. This was a fight that we saw. And uh, our, our poor former third Mike. He fell victim to the illegal knee. <laughs> yep, yep. It got us out of the bets to do that. It certainly that did. Yeah, yeah. We survived that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's going to be any illegal knees in this one. Um, Yan coming in with the interim championship and Sterling coming in with the full-blown championship. These two are going to clash heads for the second time. And I think this is where we see Sterling get exposed by Jan's striking ability and not an illegal knee. So Jan's going to take this, unite the belts, and stand tall as the bantamweight king. I'm also going to turn on our man, Eldermaine Sterling. I think Peter Jan is going to take it. Uh, his hands are just too good. He's one of the best boxers in yeah. MMA. Um and I think as long as he doesn't slip up and accidentally knee him in the face while he's down, we'll we'll, we'll the bout will definitely go that way. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's the only. Well, I don't want to say it because I think Sterling put on a really good match the first time these guys fight each other, but you could tell he was starting to get a little outclassed. Right as the round. Oh, he was on. In, he was in trouble right yeah. before that knee. He was in, yeah, he yeah. was he was hurt. But um, I, I give the I, I'll tell you this in the first match I give. I give the judges and I give the ref a ton of credit for that because if you don't, if you look at it too quickly, that knee could have just slipped in there, but they really stepped in and took care of that because um, that could have that could have caused a lot of damage to Sterling in the long run. So I, I want to see these two really go at it and see what happens. But I just Yan's just a, he, just a great striker. He's gonna man. be he's gonna be able to cash in that Marlboro Lights championship and get that Marlboro Red championship. Yeah, you know baby, I mean? no filter. <laughs> <laughs> Back to college for me with the C's. Oh, God, man. Uh, so for your your main event here at Featherweight, we have Alexander Volkanovsky 
taking on Chan Sun Yung. I was just shaking my head to shake my. You said it right. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> he is the champ. You better know. I should know this one. And if you guys don't know who uh, Mr. Young is, that is the Korean zombie. And the re- and if you don't watch MMA, if you're listening to us and you're just like we just like hearing you guys talk about this stuff, the reason why they call him the Korean zombie is because the dude can just eat shots and keep coming. It's actually quite an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. I actually saw way back in their early, their earlier days. I saw him against uh, Poye, actually. Yeah, at a UFC fight night in Virginia, mm-hmm. and he won. He he tapped Poye out, but um, yeah, he was awesome to see live. Yeah, uh, when the first matches I ever saw him, uh, way back in the I think it was Pride when he took on Jason Mayhem Miller. Oh, nice! And what what a wonderful match that yeah, was! I yeah. bet. Mm-hmm. So who you got? Uh, I am going to take the champ of uh, Volkanovski. He just complete fighter and nothing against the Korean zombie, dude. You're just you're at the tail end of your career here. Yeah. I'm glad he fought his way through featherweight to get this title shot. It's not like a, he hey, did. He did not start there. Yeah, he's like you're not a just a vet. We're giving a shot to. He fought his way up, so I give him a lot of credit for that. But the champ, it's just too much. The champ is too fresh. He's too strong. He's too quick. It's just yeah, yeah. I agree with you totally. I hope I I hope to see. Uh, Chan Sung Jung eats some terrible shots and and keep that zombie moniker alive, yeah. but that's about. I think that's all we're gonna get. Right. Like you said, he's at the end. He's at the tail end of his career. Much respect for fighting your way, going down in weight to featherweight, and then fighting your way yeah. through the ranks to get where you're at, at at his age. I'm not even sure how old he is, but I I know he's been around in the game forever. He's got to be in his forties. So, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah. Well, they were saying, too, interesting in this way back whenever he fought Mayhem Miller, they were saying, like, hey, you know, the Korean zombie is really getting into the twilight of his of his career. <laughs> and that was before Bully Beatdown. And that was, like, <laughs> like, 2008 or some shit like that. He is. I'm looking it up now. Oh, shoot. He started super young. Yeah. He is only 35. Really? Yeah. Damn. He might actually have a couple more years left. Though. Yeah, he might. Um, so like I said before, we got into some, uh, we got into a little bit of an agreement here with, uh, of the fight odds betting line. So fightodds.com gives you some of the best active tracking for your daily bets. Um, so right now we have some lockdown picks and some splits. So if you really want to make a little bit of cash at UFC 273, fight odds is going to try to give you the best stats to make the most educated bet you possibly can. So going along with one of our picks here, we are t- uh, Volkanovski taking on Young. Young coming in at plus 540 and Volkanovski coming in at minus 450. This is a huge split, and we agree with that wholeheartedly. This is the legit pick Uh You're going to take yeah. Volkanovski uh, straight on this one for sure. He's coming in as a heavy favorite in yeah. this one. Um, and if you're like, I don't want to bet against the Korean Zombie. Go ahead down to Sterling versus Jan because Sterling's coming in at a plus 379 while Jan's coming in at a minus 446. Again, we agree with that. That's where you're going to have a safe pick with Peter Jan. Um, But if you want to start making yourself a little more money on a higher risk bet, go all the way back down to Gaslam taking on DP where Gaslam's coming in at minus 145 and uh, DP's coming in at plus 135. So if you want to make... A pretty risky bet with a pretty big return. Take a split there because you might get a good uh, a good result. Or parlay a couple of these favorites together. Yeah. See if they can all pull it off. That'd be good. Good twenty bucks might turn into two hundred bucks pretty quick. I think I might throw a little money on this to be honest. I was gonna say there's a couple. Of... I see a parlay line I like. I do too. Yeah, I really do. So Adam, we are going into the wrestling week roundup. But before we even do that, I gotta say um, the Tony Khan 
era of Ring of Honor is here. It is. It is. Wow. Last night. Super card of honor was amazing. It's a good card. I don't want to spoil anything, but all I'm going to tell you right now is talent is being used correctly. They're being put in the right spots. Titles changed hands. Epic showdown between FTR and the Briscoes. Big surprise at the end. It it has Tony Khan's fingerprints all over it, but in the right way. It still keeps ROH kind of like in its own, like the, the honor so code. universe, yeah. Wonderful, yeah. And the cool thing about Super Card of Honor is that it actually will now begin to immediately feed AEW Dynamite. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So check that out. We're going to be rewatching again today while we're brewing, and we'll, we might go over some of that to next week. But for right now, no spoilers. Just go watch it. With our glowing WrestleMania review, I'm sure. Mm, that <laughs> might be a 15-minute <laughs> bit right there. Oh, it's going to be a 15-minute rant from you, boy. Ugh. So something I'm not going to rant uh, negatively about is that Tony Storm is all elite. The former WWE product made her entrance during Dynamite this past uh, Wednesday to thunderous applause. Now, here's the problem. Of course, as soon as someone debuts at AEW from WWE, the first thing that happens is all the basement dwellers start coming out and saying, oh, when are you going to turn into Ruby Soho and be put on Dark? AEW Dark is accessible on YouTube. Anybody can watch it. And also, too, Ruby Soho has been hurt. Why would you put her in a main storyline with a bum knee? You don't right. want to do that. Right. They're protecting her until she can make a run. Stop it. Just enjoy it. Yeah, just enjoy it. Jesus Christ. Everybody just enjoy it. Take a pause. It's not like Ruby left to get AEW. She got fired. Yeah. (laughs) And also, too, if you really want to get weird about it, at least you can get the YouTube uh, dark show and without a subscription, you have to pay for Live 205. No, Live 205 isn't even a thing anymore. Live 205 is gone. 205 Live, you're saying it backwards. Doesn't matter. It's dead. Flip it and reverse it. Yeah. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Maddie that Elliot. shit got canceled. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone. Um, so you can't even watch it anymore. So where is your, all your upcoming talent? I don't know. NXT? The, the rating. <laughs> there was a news release today with uh, the other con, the WWE con. I don't con. What's his first? I don't remember his first name. Chad? No. Chad <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but he's saying like they're not. They, they've said a couple times now they're not looking at independent wrestlers for yeah. their feeder program. And he came out and said basically they're looking for failed college athletes. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, could you not cut it? It was literally. Can, could, did you not make it into the NFL, the CFL, the other the the, MLB? No, whatever the other U.S. football league is. Oh, then come to WWE. Yeah. Or or wait till the Rock hires you for the XFL. Yeah, that's gonna. Oh, uh, UFL. I think it's that's UFL. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. so if you're a UFL dropout, they're doing tryouts in Texas this week. I saw I saw a full ad yeah. for it. It was nuts. They tried to make it a whole part of the WrestleMania they to, week. They were trying to get me down there. I, I like, did. Nah. Nah, bro. We have a success, successful podcast. I'm too fit for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You don't need this male specimen that drank beer till 4 a.m. <laughs> this is peak male performance. Whether you like it or not. I don't like this it. This is peak male performance. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm not having fun with it. You know what else I'm not having fun with? Is how the WWE continues to denigrate their tag team division. Almost beat the Viking Raiders in a handicap match. Not by pinfall. Not by submission. By countout. One strike. After a clothesline, yeah. Clothesline. The former Raw Tag Team Champions. Clothesline, countout. Some retribution, stiff kick. Never got back in. 
but it did set up Bobby Lashley versus Omos, which could be a good match because Bobo Lasho needs to come back. It won't be a good match. It come won't on, be. It won't be a good match. I know. Um, I'm I'm having a problem with trying to understand how that was a smart move to hurt your tag team division so badly to push a guy who's so green. But he's tall. It. I know. And that's well. That's the other thing too. If you look at uh, who's the other guy that the general um, Aziz Aziz. Yeah. yeah. You're not doing the same shit with him, and he's just as tall, just as right. strong, and just as buried impressive. Yeah. yeah, he's buried. Almost crushed him. He's tall. Was... He's so tall. He's so tall. Vince <laughs> Wolf's tall. What sound does a wolf make? <laughs> wolf. <laughs> Randy Orton also has gone on to say that NXT talent sucks, just like Vince McMahon. <laughs> Between him giving Scott Steiner the biggest hug at the Hall of Fame, and then coming out like this, yeah. like. Randy's Randy's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I like Randy Orton a lot. Uh, so Randy actually got into the Pat McAfee show, which is pretty cool because Pat McAfee's getting uh, getting some great people on his uh, his podcast yeah. and his show right now, uh, especially like Vince McMahon first live interview in fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, he's got to try to keep up with us. So yeah, absolutely, and you can try as much as you want to, but we're better than you, and you know it. So whenever Randy Orton gets on there and he says. Uh, I'm not working with NXT talent like the way I want to because I have to keep protecting my fucking jaw. <laughs> no punches pulled here, just like he feels that NXT talent doesn't pull their punches. <laughs> uh, there. Yeah. Mm. So the problem here is that NXT talent was viewed as indie talent. And on the indie scene, they're stiffer because they can sell harder. It's just stats and probability here. If you throw 200 punches in two months... One of them is going to connect. Oh, it's yeah. just going to happen. I understand where the frustration can come in, but you're not taking like full blown right hooks every night. I think the problem here is if you remember just a few months ago, I think Randy took uh, a kind of a botched frog splash from uh, Montez right. Ford right. and it put him on the shelf for a little bit. And I think that he kind of had that in his brain when he was being talked about developmental and he just kind of took, took it out on the Vented little, a bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't, I mean, I don't wrestle NXT talent as much as they want me to be on the show. I, I can't, I'm not going to, so I don't really know how well you guys do or how stiff you are. I've only watched the product and then watching, of course, MLW, GCW, um, and AEW. I can see that they are a bit stiffer at times. Uh, speaking of AEW, Marco stunt gone. Joey Janela gone. Contracts are starting to expire. Now you got to do that. Yeah. They, yeah. they got. Thank you for being here for the beginning, but exactly we have names now, and it happens. Jeez, I mean, yeah, Marco Stunt was. I, well, I disliked him. I so, I didn't like uh, how he's being used. I feel like he's. Oh a, yeah, because he was in with Botchasaurus. Nobody likes that. <laughs> I felt like he could have been a really fun manager for a different setting. Like if he was more of like, um, and not even disingenuous to his size. If he's like a little like Gremlin style guy, you know what I mean? Like just very heelish. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. that would be really cool to see him do stuff like that. But the good thing about the way the state of wrestling is right now, none of these guys are going to be without jobs. Uh, if you look, Marco Stunt was actually trying out uh, to get onto a record label. He's actually a phenomenal uh, heard, yeah. singer songwriter. And then Joey Janela throws his uh, summer block party every yeah, year. He's a big GCW guy, yeah. so, so they're fine. good. Uh, Joey Janela's already already calling out Matt Cardona, and if you wrestle Matt Cardona, it's it's like wrestling Midas, man. You turn to gold. Yeah. Um, so. Good luck to everyone who gets released. Good luck to anyone who has their contract expire. Um, 
it's hard no matter what when you lose your job, but I kind of feel like the way wrestling is, you won't be out of business for too long. Yeah. And who knows, man? Maybe you can, you know, uh, choose your narrative or whatever. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. No super kicks. <laughs> no tope suicidas. So uh, we are going to go into a break right now, and we have some sponsors throughout this break. And if you like what you hear, you go support them. When you support them, you support us. And when you support us, you bring some pretty cool stuff like being able to get Krampus and Weed Eater coffee because Adam got too drunk last night. So we'll see you on the other side. (laughs) The Cult Worthy Podcast. Your host, Antonio Palacios, will guide you week by week through a bevy of cult favorites, obscure cinema, and hidden gems. Listen to us on your favorite platforms or follow us on thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some pretty cool stuff. We are in round two. And we finally have decided that we're going to drink some beers. Adam, I know that's hard for you right now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to get a little bit of hair of the dog here. Get you motivated. It's not that, it's not you, that hard. Get you mo- No? It's not. I can drink beer right now, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, Adam, it is round two. You continue to supply us some of the best brews in the Berg. So, put them all together. Round two beers. What we got? We got a little something from a friend of the podcast, and we're not saying that in jest this time. Uh, Arboretum Trail. We got the Bee's Knees American uh, IPA, brewed with honey. I was going to say American Honey IPA, but that's... I mean, it is American Honey, too, so... It's all good. Uh, But this big boy is coming in at 6.7%, and we have a little bit of... um, Oh, where'd the hops go? There they are. Uh, Citra, Sabro, Nelson, and Amarillo. So oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, bunch. It's not gonna lie. This isn't my first time drinking this beer. It's oh, not no. my tenth time drinking this beer. I've had many of these, and it won't be the last either. No, it will not. <laughs> well, it might be. We'll see how tonight goes. <laughs> so while Adam pours that out, if you want to know what's going on, Arboretum Trail, you search them on all social media, arboretumtrailbrewing.co. And they are actually going to take over the old couch space. They're going to be working on uh, building that up from the ground up to make it their own. And we are actually in the incubation project for them, too. So we're going to be helping out as much as we possibly can. And we we just love Arboretum Trail a lot. Thank you, Ben Steffen. Um, your beers are incredible. And we're just happy we can feature another one here today on the podcast and to get Adam motivated for the second half. Here. Absolutely. Yeah. This is going to get me through the brew day, man. So, and, uh, and congratulations, uh, Ben's Honeycomb Credit uh, funding uh, campaign that we talked about on the show ended this past week. And that's right. He more than exceeded his goal. So Good. 
Way to go, Ben. Can't, awesome. Can't wait to see what you do with it. And thank you to everyone who donated to that as well. It's, you know, we are, we're indie, we're small. We try to do as much as we possibly can, but we don't get to be successful without the support of people. And that, and I can only say that's for anybody who's really trying to make it right now, especially in these weird times. So thank you. Anyone who took a moment to donate anything to Arboretum Trails Development, uh, we look forward to seeing what we can established there man it's gonna yeah. be pretty cool and this bee's knees is killer yeah so it, this bee's knees is the bee's knees it's the, oh boy well i don't want to make that joke but you did it um yeah man just straight up ipa uh classic ipa you kind of got that hazy kind of orange like hazy color but that's all the honey yeah. i mean and, and the honey comes through and you just it's really good hoppiness really well balanced i'm mm-hmm. liking it i was gonna say i like i definitely like uh I like a little bit of the sweetness of the honey in, in this IPA. I think it's uh, it's got just enough bite to balance it out. It's not overwhelming on either side, and it kind of like scratches that itch for uh, for I. You know what this would be really good with, uh, like some kind of like hot wing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, something like, spicy. Yeah. Something spicy. Get that nice little sweetness. like that vinegar heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some, yeah. This Kansas City Ooh. stuff. Now I want wings. <laughs> Big shot, Bob's. We're coming for you. This coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam. I threw out social media for a SmackDown. Uh, I asked everybody that listens to us, follows us, or just checks out our stuff, and you can too, at the KNWTB on all social media. Are you into horror video games? Uh, 65% of our listeners said yes. 35% said no. Uh, the reason why I want to throw this out there is celebrating, man. We're halfway to Halloween. Oh, yes. Yeah. We are six months away from Halloween right now. I didn't now. realize that. Yeah. And I'm I wanted sorry. to bring a little bit of spookiness into the Judgatorium because um, – We've been doing this for over a year, but if you don't know by now, we love spooky season yes. in this in this little place here. So I wanted to bring it uh, just for a brief moment here. I hope at some point it takes out Christmas. <laughs> I think it will. <laughs> I think that it does, because it's already killed Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for yeah. Me. yeah, for me. It's Halloween Christmas. <laughs> so hopefully... As we roll on here, we'll just sprinkle little bits and pieces of horror cool. in our, our podcast. Go, going back up. to horror video games, do you have a favorite? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have two. So uh, The Suffering, which is an Xbox classic, um, fantastic game. Uh, it's guy who gets, well, depending on how you play the game, either wrongly accused or rightfully accused of annihilating his entire family. Oh. Um, and he escapes from a jail in Maryland. And um, throughout the whole thing, it's either he's hallucinating or... Some evil has actually taken over everything he's seeing. It's just body horror, and it's wonderful. And then uh, Dead Space. Love Dead Space. The first one was so terrifying. Um, again, body horror. I think I like Cronenberg a lot. Cause I just uh-huh. like body horror stuff. Uh-huh. Um, great atmospheric music. Great use of dark spaces. And the weapon system was really cool, too, because it was all mining tools. So oh, that was cool. Very yeah. cool. What about you? I actually voted no on this because I'm not a big horror video nope. game fan. But um, I guess I'd go with Dead Rising. That's the mm-hmm. zombie one, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I, I, That's mine. I, I, you know, I, I fucked around with that for a while. Yeah, it's a good one. It's funny too. Yeah, it can I be, don't. Yeah, it's just, especially in <laughs> my old decrepit age, I don't like being stressed out playing a video game, <laughs> and horror video games stress me out. That'll do it. So yeah, I just like to pop on NHL and fuck up the maple leaves and. Go back. Who doesn't like fucking up Naval Leaves, <laughs> by the way? That's a, I get me get me NHL ninety five and I'm still doing it. I literally <laughs> I, I played the Maple Leaves like eight games in a row because I wanted to injure Matthew so bad. <laughs> and I eventually broke his leg. So yeah. 
Mission completed. Mission complete. Did you get a did you get an Xbox achievement for that? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> should have. Yeah. Dumoulin fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam, like I said, we are halfway to spooky season. So I kind of wanted to bring a little bit of something something for us to kind of battle over here for a second. So the last 5 years of horror have actually seen some pretty good movies come out. So what I did is I went from 2016 to 2021 because we can't use 2022 yet. It's not over. Um, so I put three movies that did very well in each realm, B movies, big blockbuster, and then kind of like under the radar a little bit. Okay. And, uh, so each year, 2006, 2000, 2021 have three movies. So we're each going to pick one and we're going to duke it out a little bit here. See who has the better, better picks. Okay. So if we look through here real quick, 2016 has terrifier train to Busan. Don't breathe. 17 Victor Crowley. It happy death day. 18, Hereditary, A Quiet Place, and the Halloween remake. 2019, Us, Brightburn, Three from Hell. 2020, Psycho Goreman, The Invisible Man, and Host. 2021, A Quiet Place 2, Candyman, and Malignant. So, Adam, since you're hungover, yep. I'll give you first pick. You can pick Dude. any year you want. I gotta take... Uh... I gotta take 2016. Not to play Homer with uh, Terrifier being in there, but love you, David. <laughs> 2016. I don't. <clears throat> First off, I saw all three of those movies, and some of the years I can't say that. Um, but I mean, Train to Busan is like one of the best Korean horror films I've ever seen, and there's a lot of good ones. Um, don't Breathe was a new creative take on Wonderful. horror, yeah. and Terrifier's brutal. Yeah, so, yeah, 16, man. It was so easy to pick a B movie for 2016. Like as I was like <laughs> sipping through, I was like, "Well, Terrifier for sure, boom." <laughs> I am going to take uh, 2018 with Hereditary, A Quiet Place, and Halloween because, much like Don't Breathe, A Quiet Place took on a new role in horror, mm-hmm. which used a lot of atmospheric silence to really bring about uh, some hopelessness and some horror. So, Adam, I believe if we if we take so my my 2018 going against your 2016. My B movie of sorts is Hereditary, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. So I would say, so it's Terrifier versus Hereditary. Yeah. Off the rip here. It's really tough for me. That yeah. is tough. I mean, you're in two, even though they're B movies, you're in two different realms of horror. You got the, what everybody's now calling elevated horror against mm-hmm. just <laughs> brutal sleaze fest. Yeah. Um, which I love. Oh, yes. I say that with all admiration. Uh, full yeah, yeah. heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't, I mean, I think Terrifier. Art the Clown would kill that whole treehouse of old people. And that's what I was going <laughs> to say, too. I don't think anyone would stand a chance if you put uh, Art the Clown in that town. I don't know what that town's called. I can't remember. But no one Dairy. would. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fuck you, Art the Clown. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you Terrifier on that one for sure. So I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna just put a little note here for myself because we're gonna make sure that we give uh, our listeners a nice trifecta of movies to watch, to check out from yeah. the last half a decade. So then let's pit uh, two of we'll, we'll call them cultural or how not so much elevated but more like gore factor. So let's do a train uh, train to Busan versus the Halloween remake. I feel like those both have. Wonderful elements in each, and they both have great gore factors, and they have great acting throughout. Yeah, and this is before they ru- ruined the reboot of Halloween. Correct. The 2018 remake or reimagining, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, it, yeah. was pretty good. Actually. I liked it, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Train to Busan, I think, cha- I mean, again, I, 16, I, I, I think, 
as much as Hereditary changed horror in 18, um, I think Train to Busan is more original and just like it was wall breaking in yeah. a lot of aspects. Getting Korean just movie, like a mm-hmm. Korean movie to break into the U.S. market and make waves. Yeah. And Halloween was just, hey, throw this mask on again. That's a very simplistic way to say that they reinvigorated a classic franchise. Throw this mask I mean, on again. Hey, cool. stop eating all that yogurt. <laughs> Activia made your brain go to mush, bitch. <laughs> Here's, but if we're gonna get real underhanded about it. I mean, I could put zombies in anything and really make it a make it a movie. I mean, it's zombies on a train going to a city. They were the quick runners, though. They were, and they're my favorites. Um, it is the best. You're right. I mean, zombie movies have been done before, but it's like one of the best and freshest takes on zombies in a long time what i really like about it too is it did give uh american audiences the ability to absorb movies from across across the you know the world right because uh, it was palatable it was because usually korean and asian horror films don't have that level of gore it's usually more nuanced and they make and creepy yeah they make yeah. you think more this one was just like we're fucking just dial it up tokyo gore police level just yeah. crank it up. Um, I actually have to give it to you again. Train to Busan. I've watched it more times than I've watched Halloween. Just picked a better year than you, man. Yeah, you, d- you definitely did. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I just gave you a gift by letting you go first here. You did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not even that hungover. I just played it again. I know. You. It's really good, I man. actually only drank water yesterday. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that was true at this point. <laughs> So the last one here, you shouldn't have any problems trying to make this work out. It's Don't Breathe versus The Quiet Place, both of which utilize um, disabilities. Disabilities, yes, yeah. in, in a very, uh, not even a nuanced way, as the forefront of survivalist uh, horror, because that's what both of these are, uh, blockbuster survival horror movies. And yeah. they were both fantastic. Um I'll let you go first again because I think you. I already know your argument, and it's going to sound really good, and I'm going to agree with most of your points. But go ahead. So, don't breathe was just. Uh, it was. So at the beginning, I just got to go from the beginning. I guess at the beginning, you have people, the bad, the the heels of the movie. Yes. You think breaking into the house, you're rooting for the blind guy, but then twist ending. He's a big piece of shit. He's a huge piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to root for the freaking the B and E's to like to to survive. It's it's really weird. It really plays on your emotions I'm oddly, just, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now the end, the ending. Yeah, I, I was like, I was on board with this movie the whole way, and then the ending started coming around, and I was like, wait a minute, yeah. like it was already like. So it's 2016. If you haven't watched it yet, sorry. There's spoiler alerts incoming okay um don't breathe so the main uh protagonist becomes an antagonist anti-hero i guess uh i don't know how what the, it's <laughs> villain, a, just straight up it, villain, villain. yeah, yeah. Uh, he tries to impregnate one of uh the initial uh, criminals with a turkey baster uh-huh. i'm not gonna touch you i just need to spread my seed <sighs> very creepy and he has her strung up in like a sex swing, and he's trying to get her with a turkey baster. Very odd. Um, she breaks away, thank goodness. But uh, and there is a second, 
there's a don't breathe too. Yeah, they screwed that up. They tried yeah. to make him the hero. It's like, no, remember the turkey baster? Yeah, remember the whole like. Yeah. Artificial... I'm not rooting for him. Yeah. The whole artificial insemination. Also, too, bro, if you watch that thing, he didn't put any lube on the thing. He was going to go in with that turkey baster dry. Dry. Not cool. <laughs> first, first rule of freaky deaky sex club. Be a gentleman. <laughs> Bring lube. <laughs> so my my. My argument here for a quiet place is, uh, it had Jim from the office. It had Jim from the office, which I don't like the office, so that's not my argument. I'm gonna say because they allowed, um, they became the staple for all these other movies that start making plays off of silence. So yeah. like Netflix, hurried up and jumped on. Not only did they do it with their movie called The Silence, they also tried to do the thing with Bird Box. Yeah. Like let's make a thing that we you know we can't look at, we can't see. So I, I think that A Quiet Place really set a tone for other movies that were coming out, and I believe that their correct use of silence and disability and how they can effectively defeat the creatures, a great slow burn but full of gore, and it set up part two so well, and part two was a banger. Um, but I can't – I mean, I can't use that as an argument here for the first one. But the thing I like most about A Quiet Place is – no one's safe. Anybody can die. Anybody can survive. And it's all about that walking dead, like, would you kill another person to survive? Right. So it has a lot of different elements to it. It's a little more diverse than Don't Breathe. Yeah. And they, and they went into an uncomfortable realm, too. Yeah. Not as uncomfortable as a dry turkey baster. <laughs> but <laughs> that's fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. I, I would guess. I don't know. Firsthand. Um but to, uh, to uh, go on something that probably hasn't been done in a while, which is he killed off a kid. Yeah, early. Yeah. Early. So. Yeah. Okay, I, I can give you the th – I mean, I took the first two, so you're yeah. not going to win. I, I'll give you A Quiet Place. <laughs> Thank you. I think it was, like you said, a little more diverse and kind of like took on more challenges than Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe was just kind of like a, we got you, and now we're going to yeah. twist the – it was like a really – good M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> effective use of a twist, though, too, because they really could have they really could have botched it up and made the story as linear as it was throughout, and right. then you've been like, okay, well, cool. It's like a blind John Wick. Yeah. Like, okay. Cause, I, mean, I saw Daredevil. Thanks. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't need it again. And this guy's have sonar. Like, <laughs> he just hears stuff really well. Um, so, Adam, we have three movies here. I'm going to put it to you real quick. If you look at these movies, would you pick a fourth one to throw in here just to round it out nicely? Just like pick any since you took the, these two, pick a fourth one real quick. Does it have to be in 2016? It could be any one of these. Just pick one. Just pick one. Pick one. I'm gonna go with. Hmm. Not it. <laughs> I'll go with Victor Crowley. Wonderful. Victor Crowley is another uh, vehicle from the Hatchet series, and this was the most recent edition of yeah. it. Um, Great, great use of gore, and then Kane Hoder was actually in this one as well, so that was cool. Um, what a great movie to round it out to, because you went, so you bookended it. Gore fast, smart, smart, gore, gore fast. Yeah. So if you want to get your uh, halfway to spooky season festival going, just check out these movies in this order, because you don't want to watch them in any other way. Terrifier, Train to Busan, A Quiet Place, and Victor Crowley. I do know right now, Terrifier... Train to Busan, 
and Victor Crowley are all on Prime Video, and right now Quiet Place is available on uh, Paramount Plus, and so is Quiet Place too. If you want to just tack another one and do a back to back, yeah, they're all available for you right now. Awesome. Yeah. So, Adam, we're moving on to one of your favorite uh, favorite segments we have here. It's questions from the internet. So these are some questions we get from our listeners, and some questions that I find on Twitter uh, for us to kind of pick through. Thank goodness you didn't do a. Ask Adam anything. Yeah, no, that's coming. Ready for that I can't wait till you go somewhere and I gotta do that <laughs> shit. When you come back, I'm gonna fuck you up. Where I'm going only has a one way ticket, <laughs> and it's hell. <laughs> By God, it's Kane. <laughs> so, Adam, we're going to Kane, PA. Yeah, Logyard. We're going to Logyard. Yeah. Yeah. I met a guy from Kane, by the way, and that's the only thing he talked about was Logyard. That's pretty much all there is. And it's good. It's a good thing to talk about. So, it's not bad. Yeah. So, Adam. When you're listening to music now in 2022, do you listen to full albums on in order or on shuffle? I've never been a big fan of listening to albums on shuffle. Like I like to listen to them as they're intended. Now I'll just throw on like a playlist of random artists and songs on shuffle all the time. But if I'm listening to an album to listen to that album, I'm listening in order. See, I'm weird. Where the first time I'm going through it, it's going to be in order because I want to hear, I want to hear why they picked songs in particular order. Exactly. But after a while, like every time I die, they're the radical. I listen to that thing straight, probably a good couple dozen times, and then I just like would hit shuffle just to put it on because now like the nuance of like going track to track didn't really didn't really need to happen. So yeah, I, I mean, in order first, then it bleeds into shuffling. Um, number two is really ambiguous. Uh, what advice do you have for us today? <laughs> <laughs> today, today. Uh, don't drink 12 beers and stay up till 4 a.m. and then try to wake up at 8 a.m. the next day. That's stupid. But if you're going to do that, my real advice is yeah. drink Black Forge coffee. Yeah, absolutely. You can always come out on the other side smelling like roses. I'm feeling ship shape. Yeah. I, honestly, between the break, you were, I was worried about you in the first half, and then you drank that coffee, had a minute to yourself, took a, like a micro nap, I think, and when we came in the second half, you looked great. Micro nap? Macro fart. And I'm good to go. <laughs> uh, so my advice for today is um, just because some things have been going on, like surround yourself with great people, surround yourself with people that believe in you. Um, what are you doing here? <laughs> you believe in me so much, you silly bitch. You know you do. Surround yourself with people that uh, appreciate you and value you because there's always going to be a bunch of people around that don't give a shit about what you're doing or try to like take things from you or discredit you. So um, I'm learning that lesson the hard way. These past two weeks, there there have been some there's been some dissension, and I'm trying to figure out who's on my side and who's not. So I surround myself with people that uh, uh, support me and shout Adam and then the Brain Trust. Shout out to you guys on Twitter. You guys support me as well. So thank you guys for that. Uh, last but not least, here Adam. To go back to some more spooky season, who's your favorite female horror movie protagonist? I can't just pick one. You have to pick one. Just one? Well, well I have. I have. So it's female? Yeah. So I have, a, I have a female and then I have like kind of a female? Is she special? She's special. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just go with my right from the onset. It's um, Carolyn Williams. Okay. Who is Stretch in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Too. Nice. That's yeah. definitely like my favorite. Cool. Um, but what's yours? And then I'll tell you what my oh. sidebar one is. Uh, the first female horror movie protagonist I ever fell in love with was uh, Ripley, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah, very good she, one. Uh, she made being a badass woman 
cool as yes. cool as hell in yes. in alien and aliens uh her role in aliens was awesome she took no shit in right. a- aliens she was trying to figure it out aliens badass badass i say this lovingly badass bitch got in that mech suit and get your hands off her i was i fuck oh so good <laughs> So who's this? Who's this uh, surprise candidate you have for yeah, yourself? It's, it's Angela from Sleepaway Camp because, like, female, <laughs> female, female? Question mark? Yeah, I mean, whatever you identify as. Yeah, it's totally cool. She was way ahead of the curve. She really was. She had a dick. Yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is such a good movie because, like, you know what it is all the way through, but then they're like. Oh, you thought you knew. Right. And they're like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> they just turn it on Ted. <laughs> you thought you knew. Jack. <laughs> a little penis. <laughs> so, Adam, we've already touched on some of the festivals we're, we're at, but I got to know, because everyone wants to know, too, because you ran this place almost dry last night. What's on tap and where can you find True. us? Our What's on tap is right now it's the uh, New Clouds Over California uh, with Simcoe Mosaic and Idaho 7 Hops. Um, trying to get get through that, and then starting this, well, starting today, as you're listening to this in the Jojitorium, and at Dark Roots Barbershop come Tuesday, uh, the Dark Roots stat will be back out and about. Um, so get yourself some of that. Make yeah. an appointment with Dark Roots. I think they're also taking walk-ins on some. Yeah, you know, they have two or three chairs active right now. So that's awesome. Stop by, go up to Allentown here in Pittsburgh, and say hey to Ricky for us. Yeah, grab a beer. Thanks, Ricky. Yeah. Thanks for the support, buddy. So if you want what's going on down here in the brew lab with Adam, you just search him out at Bash underscore brew on all social media. It's Facebook and Instagram. He's also on Untapped. If you want to know what's going on with the boys down here, we're at Decay and WTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have our emails wide open for you, decayandwtb at gmail.com. We're on Redbubble. You can buy our stuff. Our dad hats are always $19.52. Our listener polls drop on Tuesdays with new videos dropping on Mondays and this uh, 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 audio dropping on Sundays. I've put my partner to sleep because I do this so well. It's so silky smooth. I'm just real hungover. <laughs> if you could, go to our YouTube page, like, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you don't miss a single episode when we drop it. That doesn't do anything for you, but does everything for us. And we kind of have a goal right now. We want to try to get 100 subscribers by the end of 2022, and you guys can make it happen. So thank you for your continued support for the people who listen to us and all the people who are going to listen to us in the future. So from where you are listening to us on this beautiful Sunday morning, afternoon, wherever it may be, until next time, cheers. Cheers. I feel so much good. That's the end.